Welcome to Reflections from WT, the heart and the soul of the Texas Panhandle. This is episode number 32. My name is Randy Ray. I'm the Director of Broadcast Engineering, and I'm joined today by the President of West Texas A&M, Dr. Walter Windler. And we have a special guest that I'm going to introduce to you in just a little bit. But first, I'm going to quiz Dr. Windler on a few things. Uh, are you ready? And you, you know this. You talk about this all the time, so it's not a big quiz. What do you, what do you think the most unique thing about WT is? The most unique thing? Well, I'd like to say it's location. But that's every university. No two universities can exist on the same spot. I mean, right. that's just a law of geography, right? It's So I, I, I think the most unique thing is the people that populate this place. I agree with you. Um, Which leads into what I want to talk about today. Um, you talk about people, and I think, in my opinion, one of the reasons that I went to school here, one of the reasons that I, I like working here is the relationships with people. And the relationships that are formed. Talk about that for a minute. Well, uh, you're right, Randy. And those those relationships are important. I don't care whether it's two people in, a, say, in a marriage or 2,000 people in a community. Uh, you know, those relationships, people-to-people relationships, are what cre- they create glue that bond people into a group that's larger than themselves. And this is a fundamental um notion of our existence, that it's good to be bonded into something that's yeah. larger than you are. Um, you know, we express that in ourselves in many different ways, but becoming part of something is really important. And what I, what I really like about the panhandle, this is what makes the people unique for me, is they can still be strong individuals. This place is made up of rugged individualists. I mean, very, very tenacious, tough, determined people. Yet, they still belong to things larger than themselves. And that requires mm-hmm. a kind of uh, a self-reliance, but also a, a sacrifice. Because whenever you join a group, you, there's compromise involved in that. I don't, you know, I've been married nearly 50 years. And I can tell you there's compromise involved in that relationship. Mary was here, she said, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, that's just the way it is. Well, we're talking about relationships. Yesterday, you and I were in a meeting, and one thing that you talked about that that I, I thought about some was you mentioned that there are other universities across the country that, that that are not really that concerned about their students. They're just there to get them kind of. They're just cattle running them through. WT's different, where you said that we have faculty here that actually care about the success of students that come through here. Yeah, they do. And uh, the way I characterize this, like when I'm talking to new students at the new student orientation or their parents, I tell this story and it's a true story. I was standing around with a group of students. There were eight or nine, maybe 10 of us in a little group. I forget where we were. It might've been at the presidential scholars recognition or something like that. And we're just chatting. And I said, I'm curious, how many of you people have, um, the cell phone numbers of at least one of your faculty and mm-hmm. everybody raised their hand. Mm-hmm. And more than, I think it was about half the group, maybe more, had the cell phone numbers of all the faculty. Now that may happen everywhere else. And maybe it's a kind of an accident of time, you know, that at this point in history, you know, people just give their cell phone numbers out. I don't know, but I've never... Yeah, I, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't so think either. so either. I, I tell you, you know, I taught at another university before I came here. When I came to WT, is the first time I ever had a meal with a student. I didn't have that. I didn't do that. 
right. where I was before, you know. Yeah, there is a certain kind of humanness that I think, and that's part of the panhandle. It's this sort of openness and a willingness to share and so on and so forth and never sacrifice individuality. That's what that's what I like about it. That's what really rings my bell about the Texas panhandle. People are still individuals, yeah. proud of their accomplishments. Uh, they take responsibility. Uh, you know, they, 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 they act in a way that benefits the whole community, but they never blend into the background. Not in my mind. Not when you get talking to them. Well, we've been talking about relationships today. One of the things that I want to start talking about that I'm really excited about and I think was a big deal is something that you did to foster uh, that one-on-one relationship with potential students. And that was recently you created over 3,000 videos for students, reaching out to students that were thinking about coming to WT. Tell us about that. That's a big deal. Well, it was a big deal. You know, I didn't think of it as so much of a big deal. As a matter of fact, in a moment of weakness, I said, let's do this. I never (laughs) thought through it. And then, uh, you know, 200 hours later, I'm still hoarse, by the way. I I did these things like I finished uh, two months ago, and I'm still hoarse. So I, um, it was, a, it was turned into be a major, turned out to be a major undertaking. But the fact of the matter is, it was also very useful. As a matter of fact, and this is another true story. These are all anecdotes, you know, um, but but it's a true story. Um, and this wasn't told to me. It was told to one of the people at a new student orientation. The mother said to uh, one of the people. Um, she said, "Did you know that your president sent out personalized videos to to the, uh, uh, you know." potential students and uh, the person uh, said, yeah, I do. I, you know, we've read about that and it's very interesting. And, and the mother said, my daughter wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that. Yeah. She was on the fence yeah. with two schools and that, and she was really on the fence. It was a coin toss. And she said, until she got the video, then it was no more of a coin toss. And even for me, even if it's just that one student, it makes all 3,000. It makes the other 2,999 videos worth yeah. it. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just the way it is. Well, we are fortunate today to have a recipient of one of those videos. We have Miss Saxon Ralston from Groover, Texas. Yes, sir. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So, Saxon, I, first of all, I'm going to ask you about your name. That is a unique and cool name. Tell me, tell me where that comes from. So it comes from my dad's side of the family, yeah. from my great 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 grandmother. Yeah, so that's they decide cool. I, to bring I don't it know back. that I know another Saxton. Me neither. Yeah. So <laughs> Well, Saxton, let me ask you, what how did you feel? How did you feel? What did you think when you received a video from a president of a university? I certainly thought it was something that not other universities do. It hit a personal level that you don't see very often, especially coming from a university. Yeah, did it did it make you feel like uh, WT uh, was different than other universities? Maybe. Oh, certainly. Yeah what what did what did Doctor Windler say to you on the video? He told me how he looks forward to seeing me in the fall, and hopefully that everything goes good, and <laughs> how he's excited to see that I'm enrolled in the biology program. Yeah, so you're going to you study biology. Yes, so, pre-vet. Yes, pre-vet. Sir. Yes, sir. And we can take care of that, too. Yes. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Yeah. We yes. Can. In yeah. spades. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, we can do that well. Dr. Windler, are, are you surprised at all to see uh, Saxton sitting here after seeing your video? I mean, that, that's the reason you did it. 
Yeah, it is. And and quite to be very honest about it, I mean, Saxon probably would have come here anyway. I mean, she was probably committed and all that <laughs> sort of stuff. But it is a kind of a reinforcement. And so you build this web of relationships yeah. somehow. And people say, well, it can't happen when you're dealing with thousands of students. Well, it can. It can happen. And it requires, a, um, will say, a two-way street of determination. Students have to be determined that WT is a good place to be. And we have to be determined that we're going to serve the students. I don't mean right. bring them donuts to class every day or give them an A when they earn a C or any of that. I'm not talking about that kind of service. That that would be uh, that would be uh, um, ill-conceived. I'm talking about the service where a student comes and says, I want to be able to think and be ready to enter vet school. And we say to that mm-hmm. student, we get it, and we want to work with you to help that happen. We want to help you get into vet school. That's your aspiration, and we want to work with you to help that become a reality. And, you know, I, it, in terms of uh, secular work, I can't think of a much higher, uh, kind of I'll call it a calling, a much higher calling than helping people achieve their dreams. I totally agree. And, and by the way, it's hard work. And Groover, by the way, is a town of hard work. I agree. And, um, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm really proud that she's from Groover and taking a chance, taking the, um, opportunity and, uh, that's provided by what I call the corn scholarship. Well, I want to talk about that. We're going to take a break, uh, for 60 seconds. And when we come back, I want to talk about Saxton's community and what they do to help students like her get to college. We'll be back in one minute. West Texas A&M University is proud to call the Texas Panhandle home and providing the top 26 counties with opportunity and qualified graduates is an important WT mission. From their first experience on campus to graduation day, the WT experience is a challenging series of steps that will embolden our students to reach their full potential and then in turn, go out into the Panhandle and make a difference. Quality education with a big local return is one thing you can find here at WT. For more information about West Texas A&M University, visit our website at WTAMU.com. West Texas A&M University is a student body that learns by doing and is always seeking opportunity. Talented and accomplished faculty that teach both in and out of the classroom. Programs that provide timeless information and meet the challenges of today's world. Facilities rich in technology as well as WT history. Now is the time to strengthen connections and open doors for tomorrow's leaders. Share your experience, share your heritage, share your pride. Well, welcome back to episode number 32 of Reflections from WT. We're we're talking today with Saxon Ralston, who is a native of Groover, Texas, Groover is a unique little community, isn't it? Yes. What was it like growing up there? Certainly, it's everybody has your back. Yeah. Now everybody might know what you're doing three Saturdays from now. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you can't certainly. get in trouble without everyone knowing, right? Yes. I grew up in a, a similar kind of community. Groover. Uh, Groover has a unique background and a unique history to it. Doctor Windler, you wrote uh, back in March of 2020, you wrote a really interesting um, piece on Groover. Tell us a little bit about Groover and tell us especially about the Groover Farm Scholarship. Yes, um, Groover felt like the community could be improved if as a community they helped their graduating students um, go to college, go to community college, go to trade school, if they would provide merit-based scholarships to people if they had resources to do it. And a gentleman named Carl Nelson um, 
actually, I think it's pronounced Nielsen, Carl Nielsen, but provided um, a tract of land, basically a section or roughly a section, 410 acres, and said to the city and to the school, you can use this land, grow corn on it, and keep the proceeds um, to fund scholarships for deserving students. Basically, what Groover did through the sweat of their collective brow was provide free college to residents of Groover. Free college. We hear about it all the time from politicians on the national level, even at the state level in various locations. But no president has figured out how to do it. But Carl and the people of Groover figured out how to Mm -hmm. do it. And it was by hard work and commitment. And by the way, it's not for everybody. It's for people that earn the opportunity to study. They have to have good grades and they use standardized test scores. A lot of people don't like standardized tests. They're not afraid of them in Groover. And they they use these vehicles to assess student readiness to go to college. And then they fund tuition and fees for those students. It's free college. It's free college. And it's not... It's not politically motivated. It's motivated by a community that cares about its own. And they believe this makes the community better. And I will tell you, people like Saxton, and I don't want to speak for her, but the chances, she she wants to be in pre-vet, wants to be a vet eventually. If she becomes a DVM and decides that she wants to practice somewhere, she will never forget that Groover stepped up to the plate on her behalf. And it wasn't just an anonymous city. It was friends and neighbors. On my website, there's a picture of all of these students that, that work and help and families and farmers lend equipment and so on and so forth. It is maybe one of the best examples of cooperative democracy that I've ever seen at work anywhere towards a high purpose. Yeah, or... Putting it another way, just a community coming together yeah. to help their own. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, uh, it, it is very uh, endearing to me no, about I agree. the community. And, and those are, Saxton here is the kind of people we want here at WT. Actually. Because they knows. know how to work. In your article, I know they, you, you, you have a line in there that I really, they know how to work. They do know how to work. Yeah. And, they, they and they've work watched work produce benefit, not just profit, but benefit uh, to the people that labor. And I'll tell you the truth, uh, you know, there is a, in some places and in some people's minds a malady in our nation and in various spots around the nation where people somehow don't feel um, the need or the drive or the aspiration to go out and break a sweat and mm-hmm. do a day's work. Not true in Google. Well, no, it's probably not 100%. I'm, I'm sure, but... Is enough that it makes a difference. The community thrives because of hard work. And I, I think that is a, a value that's uh, in some ways being diminished or lost. Yeah. Saxton, there, there, there are around 500 students in Groover. What was it like growing up in a smaller kind of community, smaller kind of school system? Was it good for you, you think? Yes, I, I certainly believe it was very beneficial to me, especially growing up, knowing that, well, I can always go to this teacher if I have a problem and she'll understand if, especially if there's like family matters going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I understand. Yes, I can help you out. We can stay after school and get it done. Just, it's just the little things that certainly well, help. I think we circle back around to what we were first starting to talk about on this podcast is WT Groover. Both have that relationship kind of thing going on. 
that I believe makes students better. And I think it keeps them engaged more. And, you know, we all want to feel like someone cares about us. And not only our family, but our faculty, too. So, so Saxton, in every one of our podcasts, we traditionally uh, do something that I call a curveball. Okay? So I'm going to throw both of you. This one's not a tough one today. Um, but I'm going to throw you kind of a, a different kind of question. I want you to think about it. Uh, I'll, I'll start with Dr. Windler first. Um, Dr. Windler, you rarely take a vacation. But if you, if you did, what is your perfect vacation? Well, you know, I've been a lot of places, uh, just in the nature of work and everything. And Mary and I have traveled to a lot of places. And it is true. I don't take a lot of vacation. It's probably a fault. Uh, um, but, and I like going to visit the grandkids on my vacation. Now, yeah. some people say, well, that's not a vacation. You need to go sit on the beach and do what? You know, absorb a lot of vitamin D, which I I don't mind doing, but it's, I, I like being around the kids, uh, the grandkids, and and our children, and the you know the families. Uh, and both Mary and I tend to like that. At times, it's not a vacation. You know, it's yeah. it's even work. But uh, I'm not a I'm not afraid of hard work. I uh, I actually cherish it. I thank God every day that I can work. Can, yeah. That being said, everyone needs to recharge their batteries every once in a while. Yes, they do. Yes, so, they Saxton, do. what's your favorite? What would be a perfect vacation for you? So a few years ago. The opportunity to go to Italy was offered to my oh, class, yeah. but unfortunately, due to COVID, that didn't end up happening. But within this trip, they would take they would have taken us to multiple different farms or cheese places, and just gotten to see the different food cultures of Italy. And that was something I was certainly looking forward to because I feel like here in the Panhandle, the especially the agricultural lifestyle is a totally different thing from what it can be in Italy. Uh, yeah. So, well, I will tell you this, uh, Dr. Osiware, who's a fellow faculty, faculty member here in communication, she and I are taking a group to South Africa next year, and I'm extending you an invitation right now to come along with us. So wow. I guarantee you the ag world is way different in mm-hmm. South Africa, but yeah, I guess if I had to think perfect vacation for me, I always think about mountains or beach. So, Dr. Windler, you're not a beach guy. Probably the mountains for me. I really like the mountains. Well, we are, by the way, we are going, we're going up to uh, Durango here uh, the first of August. Not for a long time, but so many beautiful up there. But yeah, just cool air and, you know, get out of town a little bit. Well, Saxton, thank you for uh, being here today and thank you for coming to WT. We, We need more students like you and we're grateful that we have people like you and i like that you're already wearing your wt jacket today so um thank you for being here dr windler uh any parting words of wisdom nope thank you for the time randy and i i uh i share your appreciation for saxton and coming here to west texas a&m university to study I often tell people i would like to have our population of students always be nearly split half from the panhandle and half from elsewhere, and I don't care where. I want the panhandle half to bring with them and challenge us every day with the kind of values that are resident in the community of Groover. Because you bring them with us, we can't forget them. We look at you, we see the values, we can, we'll watch you work, we'll be engaged with you, and you will come here and affect the university. The university's gonna affect you, but you're gonna affect us, especially when there's so many of you. <laughs>
you know, if half of our students are from the panhandle, there's a certain consistency there. So I'm thankful too. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today for episode number 32 of Reflections from WT, the heart and soul of the Texas Panhandle. Please join us again next time.